the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Well, hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And you're joining us for the... My favorite segment of the week, our Church of the Week feature, where we get to sit down with a local pastor who is leading a ministry here in the greater San Antonio area. They're, they're reaching out to people. They're changing people's lives with the message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And today we get to sit down with Pastor Steve Pulley, who is the, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Hondo, Texas. Pastor Steve, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Thanks for joining us. Micah, thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to have you here. Um, it's it's great to have people that are reaching out to the community just outside of San Antonio because we know that that's a growing community. It's a vibrant community. Um, and we want to get into what is going on at First Baptist Hondo. But before we do that, can you just give us a little background and a little bit of information on who Pastor Steve Pulley is? I'd be glad to. Yes, I, I, uh, I'm I a new pastor at uh, First Baptist Hondo. I came in June of this year, so really relatively uh, with that question new to uh, the church and new to the community. I've had 17 years of student ministry experience in uh, three different Texas Baptist churches. I had no whatsoever desire. In fact, it was the last thing I ever wanted to uh, to be a senior pastor. But I had, uh, about three years ago, I had literally a 12-month to the day calling of the Lord to uh, kind of uproot from student ministry, which I loved, and then start this new chapter of my life and my family's life and, and being a senior pastor. And so uh, we've been here since June. And my wife and I have been married for 14-plus uh, for, uh, years. Uh, she is a uh, uh, professor uh, in uh, in a college, and I've got three little girls, 11 and 8 and uh, 4, and so uh, we have made the transition, and uh, so far, so good. So it's you and four women at home, huh? I even had a dog that was a female that unfortunately <laughs> passed about uh, a year ago, but yeah, I'm a little outnumbered. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's never there's never a dull moment at your house, huh? Sure, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> well, Pastor Steve, um, I always like to ask uh, pastors when they come in, you know, I think people get to hear a lot about pastors post-salvation. You know, they get to hear about their ministries and, and the things that they've done. But what was your experience in coming to faith in Christ? Well, you know, I grew up in—I've been in Texas my whole life. I grew up uh, the first, I guess, uh, 12 years of my life in the Houston area. Great church, Champion Forest Baptist Church down there. My family and I attended pretty somewhat nominally, I'd say, but— I was uh, 10 years old, and uh, I was, uh, you know, Sunday school class, and I remember, and I came home one afternoon from church, and I went into my parents' room. I was looking around that Sunday school class and kind of counting that that kid. I know he's a Christian. He's been baptized. She, he is as well. Now, he may not be, but I kind of pointed to myself and recognized I really had never done that, never really had said yes to the Lord. And so my parents told me how and met with my pastor at the time, Damon Shook, and 
probably a few weeks after that, I was baptized. And so um, that was it. I think I kind of remember immediately from that standpoint that uh, the, the day of, I had a little brother I still do that's four years younger, and I kind of remember telling my parents, I think we're not going to fight, he and I, as much as we used to. <laughs> it lasted about an hour maybe. <laughs> but um, we made a transition. My family did. My dad was relocated job-wise. He was in banking to the Fort Worth area when I started high school. And um, as I did that, I came to an environment where I didn't know anybody, uh, you know, started brand new. It was really a different thing. I this was in the Colleyville suburb of Fort Worth. It was it was really different. It was it was a, a country, uh, very rural area, but that was really starting to grow. And I I wasn't used to seeing kids up and down the high school at Grapevine High School wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hats, and it was just different. And I started getting in some things that I shouldn't have gotten into, and running with a crowd that I should not have. And I remember I, I remember very vividly the Lord calling me to uh, even, I think, speaking clearly in my heart to say, you're never going to find what you're really looking for until you give all of you to me. And I just didn't want to do that. So I was 16 years old, and I was uh, my family and I were attending First Baptist Church in Grapevine, and my mom told me on a Friday night, we're going to go to this, this, uh, this weekend ministry at our church all weekend long. And I said, no way, Friday night, I want to be at the lake. I mean, I want to be with my friends in my car and... <laughs> She dragged us reluctantly, and uh, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me and my family all simultaneously. It was a uh, weekend uh, retreat where they brought in different leaders and people from all over the state to lead these small groups in our church. I had a college student from East Texas Baptist named uh, Walter Ballou, who's now the uh, youth pastor at Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler. He was my small group leader, and he just spoke of the Lord, such great truth to us. And so I just remember it was uh, Saturday night and we were all walking into the worship center. We'd been meeting all weekend long and uh, my group came in late and I sat in the back and there was a service that was going on. It was two men that were at the front that were reconciling and it was so powerful. I sensed the Spirit of God in such a way that I, I really I knelt down and said, God, my life is yours and I haven't been the same since. It's really where I gave everything uh, to the Lord. You know, Pastor Steve, uh, I know that at First Baptist Church Hondo, um, there there are probably some people dealing with this, but I know for sure our listeners uh, maybe have the same experience where the, the Lord has dealt with them before about giving their whole heart to Him. Um, you, you said that the Lord was speaking to you very clearly. For those that maybe you're listening and they, they don't understand how to hear the voice of God yet. They're, they're still struggling in that season of, uh, do I fully commit? Do I just kind of keep going to church and, 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 and doing the Christian thing, but doing my, my own thing on the side? Can you talk to those people about how it was for you that uh, so clearly you knew that the Lord was calling you to, to give your, your whole life to him? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I really think that uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, as I was doing the things I was doing, uh, I knew the Lord. I believed that I was saved, but I didn't want anything to do with God. And I wanted everything to do with the Lord, with the world. And what I found in that was that there were some great times being with friends, uh, doing things that were ungodly. There were some fun times, but there were times in every one of those that I remember 
waking up that next morning going, if this is as good as it gets, there's got to be something better right. than this. There was just a hole in me. Uh, and, and the only way I knew to, to make it go away was to, to do those things again that were not of the Lord. It really is the cycle of, of addiction is what that really is. But there was something in me that was just saying there's something greater. And, uh, and, and so, you know, gosh, even today at 40, 41 years old, I'm still trying to figure out how to hear the voice of the Lord. But I, I know that, that that voice of, Steve, until you give me all of you, you're never going to find what you're looking for. Uh, it was still, it was small, it wasn't audible. Uh, but, I, but I just remember at that point and from that point on, I look back on that and I, and I think if that was not God, then what in the world was that? That had to have been God speaking to me. And it was. We're here with Pastor Steve Pulley of First Baptist Church in Hondo, Texas. And uh, Pastor Steve, I know that you you came to a, a full commitment there, uh, giving your whole self to, to Christ at that point. But what was your transition like into actually pursuing a life of ministry? I mean, I know a lot of people that have fully committed themselves to Christ, but it's it's a big jump to go just from being fully committed to Christ to actually deciding this is what you want to do as a career move. You know, when when this this weekend I spoke of when I was 16 years old at, at this church in Grapevine, my entire family had the exact same thing happen to them. Wow. So it was all of us united saying, this is going to be different. Mm-hmm. We're giving all. When we did that, the Lord started taking away things from from us. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I had a cousin that was the just epitome of of a Christ follower in our family that died very tragically wow. on the campus of Baylor University uh, when he was a student there. Um, the Lord allowed allowed that to take place. My dad, the next year when I was a college student, my dad went from having an amazing job. We had more money than we knew what to do with to he lost his job. Wow. Thought he would take six months and and get back into it and, and you know, just recover from the stress and it really was was a four, five, six year process of of selling uh furniture you know in our home, selling uh vehicles, downsizing, renting, people from our church knocking on the back door and walking out the gate when there were groceries that were there. So all of that to say uh, financially was a real struggle period for us. I needed a job to go back to college. My dad said, you're probably going to need two and so to really do it. And, and I was hired at a psychiatric hospital. Incredible money. Uh, gosh, I saved every penny of it. I lived off that in those four years of college. But while I was there one, uh, one evening getting off a shift at 11 o'clock, I was working uh, with patients that had just hit their bottom line. They had uh, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, the hospital to come in as a patient was their bottom line. Wow. I was taking the vital signs one night of a man that was detoxing off of heroin. He was HIV positive, and uh, everything he could try in the world he had done. And I was feeling that tainted HIV blood coming, you know, his pulse. I was taking his vital signs, and I went home that night, and I couldn't sleep. And this was a little bit unusual for me. I thought, well, I'm just going to pray. So I started praying, and and that short prayer time turned into a long prayer time. And I told the Lord, I said, God, whatever you want for my life, I'll do. I thought I was going to be a banker like my dad. Again, the God, God's still small voice. I, I just felt him saying to me, you know, all these people in the hospital that you're working with, they're at their bottom line. Don't you want to go back tomorrow and tell them who I am, that I'm who they're looking for? I said, yes, I'll do it. And I kept praying. And then God said, do you really? 
I felt like God was saying, you really want to be a banker? Wouldn't you want to tell people about me some type of ministry for, for the rest of your life? And I said, yes, yeah. I mean, just the light bulb came on. Hmm. And that was it. That, that's my, that was my calling to go from uh, being a banker to, uh, to serving God. And what I later figured out was the local church, 17 years of student ministry now as a senior pastor. That's wonderful. We're talking with Pastor Steve Pulley of First Baptist Church in Hondo, Texas. And uh, Pastor Steve, you just mentioned that you were, you were in student ministry for 17 years um, and then, uh, in a in a in a very God moment, you you were you, you began to to fill the call to to move into a senior pastor role. I know from previous conversation that that was never really even a thought in your mind. Yeah. But but what was that like? Uh, Seventeen years of, of student ministry, and then to transition into a uh, a senior pastor role. The student ministry time was incredible. We had uh, I had the. One of the greatest group of of students and volunteer leaders, youth staff and parents uh, in the state. It was amazing. Brand new renovation of all of our facility, student ministry space, some of the best in the area. It was amazing. And I was hitting my stride uh, as an older youth pastor. The 12-month period that we're God from January to the next January, really to the day, was uprooting me from that and calling me into the senior pastor ministry was incredibly difficult. I thought it was burnout. Uh, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep often. Um, it was an incredibly difficult process to walk through. But in retrospect, as I look back on it, what God was doing was using something that I was perceiving as very tough. It was very tough. I didn't know what was taking place, but He was uprooting me from something I was so comfortable in. I loved so very much to say there's something new and different and better. And so uh, he had my attention, and after 12 months I said yes. And and uh, I, I liken it to folks that are going through difficult times. Well, sometimes we think, well, is it sin that's causing this, or is it uh, just I'm not in good favor and good graces with the Lord? I don't know. It may be those, but in my case, and maybe in whoever's listening today as well, it may be you're exactly where you need to be, and God's just preparing something different, amazingly different and amazingly great for you, but he's just got to get your attention. You know, Pastor Steve, I love that. I heard a pastor liken it one time uh, to the bow and, in, bow and arrow principle, that it's that, un, it's that discomfort of being pulled back and, you know, that stretching, but God's getting ready to launch you forward into a new season. And, and God has launched you forward now. You're the senior pastor of, of First Baptist Church, Hondo, and uh, he's launched you into, into a great church, a great city. Talk to us about, um, for the people listening that, that maybe they're familiar with that Hondo area, maybe they live in that Hondo area. Uh, what your experience has been like over the last four months and in coming into that situation? Well, Hondo's a great community, about 9,000 people. And uh, it's a, uh, it is a population that about 65% are Hispanic. Um, there, there is a large Catholic uh, influence uh, that uh, many folks uh, of all different ethnic uh, backgrounds that have have grown up in the Catholic Church. We have lots of people in our church that, uh, quite a few that. Uh, e- even the other day, we had a guest that said to me, "Now I'm Catholic and I go to the Catholic Church, but come, come to the Baptist Church as well." I said, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. If we don't, you know, that no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, the Hondo community—it's a microcosm, I think, of any large city like San Antonio, and that you've got people in Hondo that are very well-to-do from a financial standpoint, economic standpoint, doing great. Um, 
you've got a large middle class of, of great working people, but we also have a, we have some levels of poverty in Hondo that are uh, astonishing, uh, uh, really, really uh, very, very apparent. Uh, and so uh, there's a good group of, of ministerial alliance of pastors uh, in, in the area that work well together and recognize that we want revival to come uh, to our community, to our state, and it's not just going to be through one church, but it will be God using his church to bring that about. That's great. And so you've been at uh, First Baptist Church Hondo for uh, for several months now. You're getting kind of settled into your position there. Uh, talk to us about the church. What do you, what do you see God doing uh, in FBC uh, Hondo? Yeah. Well, you know we're uh, Micah. We're a church that is over 125 years old. Uh, over 125 years ago, there was a group of people in that little community that just had a vision for a lighthouse to to be birthed there. And 125 years later, the church is doing tremendous. We're very much a uh, a multi generational church. Uh, we have babies all the way up to senior adults and everybody in between. It's a real value, I think, a very family, uh, family-oriented family church. And really where we are at this point is just setting out really what is this next chapter, this next phase that God is is bringing uh, before us. What does that look like? I'm, I'm figuring that out as a first-time pastor and certainly as a new pastor uh, to Hondo. But, uh, but I think after four or five months of being here and really asking the Lord, God, show me, loving the people, you know, kind of investing in their lives, finding out what's taking place. I think that we're a church that uh, that, that offers uh, strong children's ministry, strong youth ministry, family-oriented. People are incredibly warm in our church. We, uh, we preach and teach the Bible and its, uh, and its relevancy and application to our life. We have worship ministry that is really at a at a place that is we're kind of really reevaluating, you know, where God is leading us from a worship standpoint and how we'll reach the community and, and certainly disciple our very own, but uh, but a worship ministry that is vibrant and uh, and we're we're loving on our own, discipling our own, pushing and uh, and and challenging, encouraging our own, but at the same time to really uh, awakening a, a passion. And a heart for those in our community that that do not know Christ. There's a lot of those. You know, we're here with Pastor Steve Pulley, and he is the the pastor of First Baptist Church in Hondo. And you know, you're you're new to the Hondo area. You're, you've been you've been uh, praying and asking the Lord uh, about. You mentioned it, the needs in the community, how how to best serve the community. I I, I believe every every community has a a unique spiritual climate, and and you're you're discovering that. In in the time that you've been there, what have you seen is some of the the needs that that you guys really want to reach out towards uh, in that Hondo area and and evaluating the spiritual climate. Yeah, well, you know, w- without question, one of the things that our church has done well throughout the years is we have a lot of people that are that love to minister to the community th- through their gift mix, particularly in in, in uh, you know using their hands. So, in other words. Uh, we've got people that they find out that there are people in the community that they've, they've uh, you know, they've got a, a porch that is, you know, it's not working properly. It's got boards have to come down, boards go back up. They'll meet that need in an amazing way. We've really, uh, our church has really had a massive role in a, a, a kind of an annually ministry, ministry event called the Big Event, where for an entire week and Friday and Saturday, 
we are out in the community. We've so we've found out people whose homes need help, and we we are uh, heading out in the community, spending really just a, a great amount of time and resources to to just better their houses, uh, places where they live. So there's a huge need for that, but not just to kind of put a bandaid on a problem. But we're really addressing right now also what can we do from a wellness standpoint holistically to say, all right, now we want to help folks not get back into some of the situations that they're in. And so it's been a really exciting, kind of an exhilarating uh, process to, to, to uh, you know, walk through here in these beginning stages of how we can address that a little bit more. Um, so there's needs, there's physical needs that people have. There's no doubt about that. There's uh, there's family is very important to our community, and so our family ministries, children's ministry, parenting ministry, student ministry, we're really uh, in the process of continuing to polish that up and, and, and make that known uh, to the community uh, of what that would be. And uh, you know, those are the main things I think that we're really addressing. You know, Pastor Steve, you, you mentioned it there, um, the importance of family and, and the community of family that you're involved in there. Um, having so almost two decades of, of experience in student ministry, um, I, I, I really see in the church and the statistics prove that that this next generation seems to be uh, seems to be slipping away in a lot of instances. You know, as many as eighty seven percent falling away from their faith in the first few years of college. What do you think is a key in in maybe the family ministry or the student ministry or the children's ministry? To, to see the church begin to recapture and, and reinvigorate life in, in the next generation. Well, we recognize first and foremost that nobody will reach and disciple and sustain uh, faith in the Lord among children like moms and dads will. So, so we see our role as the church is to really equip and love moms and dads to be able to really fully disciple their kids. We come alongside them. We're another voice in that. We've got small group leaders that do that. And, you know, from a corporate worship standpoint, we, we help out to a degree in that also. But uh, more than anything, we, we know that parents, most parents are going, I'd love to disciple my kid, but, you know, I don't really know how to do that. Can you help me with that? So we're equipping them to say, here's how that can take place. And you find that language that works really well for you. That number one. But number two, in a multi-generational church, one of the things that we offer and that we can offer is that we have we have parents that uh, that are empty nest. We've got grandparents whose grandkids live in wherever it may be, all across the country, maybe not in Texas. And so we've got even singles who uh, can really, they volunteer their time, they volunteer really who they are to love on some of these kids if they've got moms and dads that are in the church. But we've got, an, uh, an, an, I would say, an unusually high amount of students that are in our church who they're kind of spiritual orphans, mom and dad or not. So, so we need all of everybody to work in that process to, uh, to love on these kids, disciple them well. And then I think the final thing, Mike, is that we really, um, we're involved, we, we are uh, allowing and providing opportunities in our church. If it be from, uh, from a student that would be saying a prayer in a corporate worship time or, or, uh, musicians that will, that are students that will sing in the choir or a praise team or uh, who knows what it, it may be. But we're providing them opportunities with the understanding of not you're the church tomorrow, 
but that you are the church. And so we want to plant them deep and love on them. And the prayer would be and the hope would be that once they get to be that 18, 19, 20, when they'll face some questions that maybe they wouldn't face in circumstances with mom and dad not there, they've got a a rich uh, background of being planted in this local body of First Baptist Church Hondo that they can fall back on and go, you know, what I did then in following the Lord, I should continue to do now in all the days of my life. You know, Pastor Steve, I was creeping on you on Facebook a little bit and uh, saw a, a post you, you had. Um, it said, I, I vote FBC Hondo for the best church in South Texas. Many reasons. But today you loved on a huge number of guests we had on our campus as Christ would. Keep up the amazing work. So proud to be your pastor. Um, in, in saying that, it, someone's listening. They say, man, I, this sounds like a great church, a great community of faith. I'd love to visit. Tell them what they can expect. I think our church, when you come in on a Sunday morning, if you are, no matter if you're a person that would say, you know, we've been in church our whole lives. We've just moved here like me and my family, so we're looking for a new church. We've got folks like that. But then we also have some people that were here on Sunday that said, look, it's been a long, long time since I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've stepped foot uh, onto on a Sunday morning to a church campus. And so I'm apprehensive. Are you going to sing songs I don't know? Are you going to make me stand up? There's people in all backgrounds that are guests to our church, and we're, and we're very sensitive to, to to who those people are and what their backgrounds may be. But from an expectation standpoint, they're going to be loved on. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I, I would I heard a, I heard in a seminar today, in fact, of a church in San Antonio that says, "Look, from the time a person gets out of their car to the time they sit in their seat, we want them to have at least three touches with people. Hey, hi, glad you're here. Uh, so glad to see you." Uh, th- that happens in our church. There's no doubt about it. People touching and loving on high fives, giving them hugs. Glad you're here. Good to know you. Um, so I think they'll feel a warm atmosphere. I think uh, in, a, in a corporate worship standpoint, Sunday at 11 o'clock, that's our entry point to our church. They're, they're going to experience worship that is passionate. They're going to hear God's word preached uh, in a way that is uh, applicable to their lives. And uh, I think most people that are guests in our church walk away and say, I really sensed God's presence. That would be, without question, that would be our prayer and our and our hope and our desire. You heard Pastor Steve say it just then. Uh, it's Sunday at 11 o'clock is the main worship service. If you do not have a home church or you're looking for a home church or you're seeking whether or not, what, what is all this stuff about Christ? We invite you to visit First Baptist Church in Hondo, Texas. We want to see every one of our listeners plugged into a local church uh, you need to be part of a, a family of faith, a growing community of faith. And uh, Pastor Steve and the, the folks at Hondo FBC are doing a, a great work over there. If you want to find out more about their church, check out their website. It's Hondo, that's H-O-N-D-O, not Honda, HondoFBC.org, HondoFBC.org. Pastor Steve, thanks so much for being with us today, and, and we wish you guys and all the blessings in the world. Micah, thank you, man. really appreciate it. And thank you for joining us for our Church of the Week feature with Pastor Steve Pulley of First Baptist Church in Hondo, Texas. Once again, their service is on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., their main worship service. Visit hondofbc.org, and you can get all the information you want about the church. Go to church somewhere this Sunday. Get involved in a local church. You need to be part of a growing community of faith. Thank you for joining us for this feature. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. 
We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.